Welcome to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast with Jennifer Arthurton. Listen in for real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chicks No Ship podcast. It's a gorgeous spring day in Toronto. I don't know why I'm wearing black, but it's so sunny and nice outside. It's just making me feel invigorated, excited. Um, and I'm also equally excited to introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Deb Crow. She is an author, a speaker, a coach, and she's also um, the creator of a self-care conference. And I wanted to have her on today because self-care is something that most often is on the very bottom of our long to-do lists. And I know even I myself had to spend a lot of time um, understanding what self-care is. And so Deb's going to share with us today a little bit about her philosophy on self-care, why it's important, um, and what are the things that we need to consider in, you know, a, in an effective self-care program. So it's virtually impossible for us to feel empowered to live our best lives if we are constantly last on our lists. And so hopefully Deb will give us some strategies, not hopefully, I know Deb will give us some strategies um, that will help us all kind of move self-care up the priority list. So welcome Deb, I'm excited to have you here. Much and happy first day of spring. I, I tried to dress bright and cheery for you, so I'm glad I did that. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're doing a much better job of me than I am. I'm not sure why I'm wearing black on a beautiful spring day, but it's only because it's an e within easy reach in my closet, to be honest. <laughs> um, anyway, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, how you got into the work of self-care and um, why and why you what what self-care is and why you feel it's so important sure so this is my eighth year I uh, used to be a medical case manager mm. so my job was to work at look after and case manage and coordinate care for people who were seriously injured so that could be at a workplace it could be in a car accident it could even be a short-term disability claim from an employer. So after doing that for 21 plus years, mm. I, I lost everything. I, I had nothing left for anybody. And I, I advocated for the underdog. And it's a world of animosity. It's insurance companies. It's lawyers. And the constant for me was meeting women of all ages from early 20s right out of university to those baby boomers people looking at a career second transition midlife whatever you want to call it and i was meeting them on the other side of the claim number mm. and i thought something's got to give and i think i want to work on the other side of the curve because i saw women with cancer I saw many women with breast cancer being the most chronic fatigue, Crohn's syndrome, colitis, type two diabetes, wow. you name it, Jennifer, the list just kept growing and growing and growing. And I thought, mm -hmm. what was the catalyst? Stress. Mm. So yes. back, in, back in 2011, the whole buzz was work-life balance and everybody was trying to massage that and figure it out. And I thought, 
we need to step away from this because balance has such a negative connotation. We just get caught up with one thing as women and then something else goes awry here or life just happens and it hands you a death, a loss, a trauma, which was the world that I was coming from. Right. And I thought, let's start with the foundation of all of this. And that was the premise of self-care. So I have made that transition eight years ago and I've been coaching women and helping incorporation again on the other side, trying to talk about preventative things that we can do before we get short-term disability claims and then getting on those short-term disability claims and getting these people back to work properly, slowly, efficiently, effectively, so that they don't turn into long-term disability claims. Right. And that's kind of how all that evolved. And then last year, I, uh, I had my eldest daughter had a car accident and uh, she's now away at university. And I thought now's the time to launch the conference because I was coming out of my own, I, call, I always say growth comes from the valley. And <laughs> I had to give up a lot of the work I was doing to help my daughter recover from a brain injury because that's what we do as moms. Right. So she was doing really well and now into university and I thought now's the time to launch the conference Brilliant. because the beauty of the internet allowed me to move my coaching business from face to face to online just like you and I are doing on Zoom. So that, that was a beautiful welcomed addition but then I thought I need to educate more women and start these conferences and my goal is taking it across Canada which I'm doing. And the bigger message is, it's not so much hosting a woman's day of, of conference uh, planning, if you will, or giving a menu of strategies of self-care. This is a movement, Jennifer. Mm. And an important one, a really important one. You know, it's so interesting what you say about the underlying cause of all of this stuff is stress. I mean, we are all under and probably increasingly more so every year, stress to the point and the problem is we don't even recognize it as stress anymore it's like our tolerance just keeps going up and up and we keep piling more stuff on and that was exactly my story i ended up in a situation of like serious burnout because i was i didn't even recognize like i was almost wearing a little bit like a badge of honor how busy i was and how much i could do and how little sleep i needed and you know it was and, and i hear a lot of people with that kind of same sentiment like i've really had to learn how to take care of myself which at the age of 50, which is kind of really sad to say, but it's not uncommon. So the movement that you are initiating here is just so incredibly, incredibly important. So, yeah. A hundred percent. And I think you've just brought up a really valid point that I'd like to dig into. And mm -hmm. I coach a lot of women and I coach women from all over the world. So I see lots of different ethnicities and cultures and religion uh, generational beliefs. And a lot of women think that busy equals success. Yes. Oh, and yes. That, <laughs> and, that, and that success is they're going to like me. They're going to see me. I'm not going to compare myself to anybody. Let's roll that back because that has nothing to do with self-care. Yeah. That, is, that is lack of self-care. And exactly. I, think, I think the reason women kind of migrate into this level of living is their habits of thinking. Mm -hmm. And women tend to not feel and be enough. 
And that has to stem from your heart. It has to make sure that your heart and your head are aligned. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you have to have yourself booked and, and be the yes person, that yes girl all the time. Saying no and having silence and solitude in your life is a gift. But a lot of people have to hit rock bottom before they realize that being alone, being busy and speaking and coaching, I know I exude a lot of energy. And like I said to you, I'm always getting asked to do podcasts and, and different things. If I said yes to everybody, I would have no time for my business and mm-hmm. no time for myself. Yes. And the first thing I said to you before we even hit record was I said to you, how long are we going to be? Cause I wanted to reaffirm that time. Cause as soon as we're done today, I'm going for a run. Yay. <laughs> because that, that's, that's in my day. That's part of my day. I have a morning routine, but now that we have this awesome weather, <laughs> I can now get out again in the afternoon. And I just love that solitude time for me. Mm-hmm. This is what women lack and why yes. they, they end up being empty and empty turns into sickness. Yes. And this is the message. I, like I said, we started in Ontario last fall. We were just in Alberta in February. We're heading out to Nova Scotia, May 4th. And then we'll start again in Ontario in the fall with our second annual and we're moving it to London. Yeah. The beautiful thing I wanted to share with you is I've now been invited to multiple cities in the United States and we're also going overseas next March. We've been invited to London, England and other countries. So women are craving this. They want this. They want the education. They want the strategies. They, they want to be around other women who are modeling the behavior that they can't get to. Well, this is so great because a lot of my audience and like the, the women that I talk to and the women that I coach is, you know, and this happens quite frequently, you know, at midlife, it's like all of a sudden, a little bit of the busyness kind of dips down a bit. So your kids leave home, you know, and, you know, maybe, maybe your career isn't as satisfying anymore. And then you come to this place where what you just mentioned, you're like, you feel completely empty. You're like, I don't even know who I am, what makes me happy. Like, you know, it's, and it's really, um, it's really easily preventable. But because we wear this badge of busy and being constantly consumed in something, we, could, we have completely lost ourselves. And I know 100% that was the case for me. It was only after I got sick did I really realize how much I love to read and how long it had been since I actually picked up a book. Now, it still took me quite a bit of time to get used to the idea of right now I'm choosing to sit down and read my book for the next hour that I'm not cleaning the kitchen or, you know, doing something for my business or something else. Like, and there are days that I still struggle with that, but it's a constant reminder, right? About prioritize yourself, prioritize your self care. Everything else will get fit in around it. Right. Beautiful. And you know what? I'll just tag on to that. And if it doesn't get done today, yes. Whose general belief is it that you can't add it tomorrow? Yes. (laughs) And if you can't add it to tomorrow, that's okay. You know, transparency moment. Have I gone to bed and left the kitchen a complete mess? 100%. When you're tired, you need to honor yourself, your body, and go to bed. Because I can guarantee you the dishes will be there in the morning. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a really great point just in terms of um, honoring your body um, means connecting with your body. And for the longest time of my life, I lived from here up. The body was kind of this thing that supported my head that allowed me to go and do the things, right? And it was only when my body started talking to me in no uncertain terms and said, uh-uh, sister, we're not having any more of this. Like I was physically stopped, right? Did I begin to realize that, that I kind of need to get to know this blob below my neck, <laughs> right? Because she was really, really important in where I had to go next. And there was so much wisdom and knowledge that she had to share with me that I wasn't taking advantage of because I didn't even know it was there. And so like honoring your body when you're tired or, you know, when you feel like going for a run or when it's time for a massage or whatever else, um, or even honoring your body when your heart is saying no to something, right? Like so, so important. Well, and I, I want to take it one step further because mm -hmm. I think social media and just the commercials and, and everything we have visually in our face every day. So self-care through social media or magazines, it doesn't matter. Let's just say media in general. Yeah. It's not a task. Yes. For example, if you take a bubble bath once a week, you know, you can put up your self-care flag. That's wonderful. But once a week isn't enough. Opening up yes. a bottle of wine, having a girl's night out, whatever it is for you. This is becoming an architect of your own mind. Mm -hmm. Having a mindset that this is a discipline. Because if you're not full and energetic and healthy and vibrant and having every element of self-care balanced in your life, and I like to call it work-life integration, Mm -hmm. You need to go to work fulfilled and, and balanced and full of vitality to be that good person when you're working. But then you also need to have that full cup when you have your time alone. So you're really tuning inward. Yes. And having that energy, like you just said, to enjoy that book and not think, oh, I only have 20 minutes to do this. Mm -hmm. That's not self-care. That's a task list. Yes. Oh, really important distinction. I love that. I love that because yeah, you're right. And I've probably been guilty of this too. It's like, oh, here's my list of things that I have to do. I slotted some self-care and okay, I checked the box, moving on, right? <laughs> well, and I want to hit another point for your listeners because I know women do this because I coach on it every day. Stop comparing you and who you are and your life to someone else. Yes. There's no competition here. Yeah. And it's part of my movement. Like let's lock arms as self-care sisters and help each other, support each other, align with each, each other, empower each other. Because if you're in that mind space right now, it's time for you to take a time out, look at your habits of thinking because it is going to have an integral outcome for how you treat you and implement self-care into your life. Yeah, I love that. Look at your habits of thinking. Um, so how do you recommend somebody start with looking at their habits of thinking? I have an assessment um, on my website that people can take for free. Mm -hmm. The only uh, thing that I ask is that they take it first thing in the morning when they're fresh. Right. So that it's not a task. 
and it's not rushed, that you can wake up in the morning and be fresh and know that you have 10, 15 minutes, have your cup of coffee or whatever your morning routine is. And I love it because it's a neuroscience-based assessment. And mm. a lot of women will say to me, Deb, how are you in my head right now? <laughs> I can tell by the way you answer the questions. I can tell what you're doing right now, what you're not doing, what you want to do, and what you're avoiding. Right. Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful. So to give somebody a baseline to say, here's where you are today, and here's your goals, but you can't create this space in between, and that's what I love the most about it. Wow. And happy to do that debrief, and it's the whole premise of my coaching practice that I love. And women are usually blown away because I know exactly what's going on in their life. And I haven't even asked any questions yet. That's just from looking at the debrief. Wow. I might have to go take the test. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Um, I've seen in some of the work that you've done, you talk about um, spiritual self-care. Can you elaborate a little bit for us on, on what that means to you? And Absolutely. I uh, became a, a yoga teacher last year. I graduated a year ago in May. And it was just funny because if you had asked me a few years before, are you thinking about being a yoga teacher? I would have laughed and said no. And then a couple friends recommended it. I had an interview with the teacher and, you know, a year later I was done. And that's when I realized that that is a huge integral part of self-care. So spiritual self-care to me is not only taking the time daily, but really allowing yourself time in silence and what I'm going to call the pause. So my morning routine, I'm a big Robin Sharma fan. Mm -hmm. So I follow his 20, 20, 20 uh, method. So I get up at 5 a.m. I work out for 20 minutes just to get, you know, all those great chemicals in our brain going, get the dopamine going, get the endorphins flowing. It's the first thing I do. And then I always have lemon water to start the hydration and set my metabolism up for the day. But then the middle 20 is where the magic happens. That's where I meditate, mm -hmm. never waver. So for me, really embracing my spiritual self-care, because a lot of people don't realize, Jennifer, when you meditate, you actually enter into what they call alpha brain waves. Mm -hmm. We have many different brain waves. That is where all of your creative and inspired ideas come from. Yes. So in yoga, we talk about intention. It's called a sankalpa. I always set my intention for my meditation. And as soon as I come out of that, I have my journal right there. And it's like, I am downloading with my pen. And most days I can't write fast enough. And then I spend the last 20 minutes crafting my day on those inspired activities. Not to make a huge list, but to create a goal. And I do two goals a day because that's achievable. Anything above that is, I call it squirrel mode and you're not going to achieve, achieve anything. Yeah. So I actually have a, a goal for development for the business. And then I have a revenue generating goal because as entrepreneurs, we have to keep that balanced. Mm -hmm. and, and all of that stems from the stringent, morning routine, honoring my spirituality element of self-care. And when you quiet the mind and you really listen, everything you need to know is right there. So true. So, so, so true. Um, yeah. I mean, 
the idea too of just um, taking action from inspiration, um, so huge, so huge. Because again, we all get caught up in the to-do list and I love the way you <laughs> called it squirrel mode. Um, uh, it's, you know, the things that you do from a place of inspiration, the things that are coming from inside you are actually the things that are going to bring you joy, which is going to then reduce your stress level, right? <laughs> um, and that has been a huge, huge lesson for me because all of my motivation came from external, right? Got to do this, got to do that. And very, very little of it actually came from inside me. Which, and the difference between the two, I mean, I was even writing a post about this this morning in that, you know, starting my own business and doing work that I love, I've probably never worked harder <laughs> before in my life, but it's not working hard for a promotion or, you know, paid or recognition. It's actually working from a place that I love. And so in reality, it's not really hard work. Like it's actually fueling me as opposed to draining me. Right. And so it's just, it's so, it's so, so important that we can, that we can act, take action from inspiration and not, you know, from those places, which you could never find out if you never tuned in. <laughs> right. Well, a hundred percent. And, you know, I'm hoping with the movement across Canada and the U S and eventually in other countries that women will see, I, my, my message and, and my wish is that they get there before they get sick. Yeah. Not everybody gets that second chance. And it's so true to keep that balanced. I go to hospice every Tuesday morning and I volunteer and you want to talk about having a cognitive reset and feeding your soul. Wow. Spend some time with people at the end of their life. Cause I hear the same two things every day when I'm there on Tuesday, speak your truth and live your life because I didn't. And my yoga teacher taught me everything going on in your body with your cells is fully integrated with your thoughts yes so if you're an angry person and you're regressing that anger and you're not speaking and you're just bumping along day by day eventually dis-ease is going to come up in your body yes so it's important to honor your truth live your truth speak your truth yeah well, you know, and it's so true that even on the way to, to disease, um, there are messages for you. There are clues along the way. And again, because we're not, because we don't prioritize ourselves and we're not in touch with ourselves, we ignore those messages. And what is it they say? The universe gives you, what is it? A, a, a flick that it gives you a shove. And if you're still not listening, you get the brick in the head and the brick in the head is getting sick, right? Like it's the thing that says, and to your point, some people don't get the opportunity for the second chance. By the time you get the brick in the head, it might be too late. Um, so I totally hear you, totally hear you um, on that point, so important. So what would you say are, like what would be the ingredients, I guess, or the, the pieces of a self-care practice that, um, a per like if a person wanted to build a self-care self practice, are there certain elements that they must include in that? Or I think it's very personal. Okay. Uh, and again, when you deal with different cultures and ethnicities, um, even different ages, there's different generational beliefs. So that's the beauty of self-care. Mm. It's not a cookie cutter. It's not a model like pull out of a box. One of the best ways to start is to track your time for three weeks where mm. you spend your time. You got 168 hours in a week. Tell me where you spend it. You can pull your workout. You can pull your sleep out. And it's interesting to see how much time is wasted on cell phones. I 
always have my clients look at um, get the readings coming up so they know what they're spending every week on their cell phone and it angers them yeah. and they'll say I spent you know 16 hours last week on my cell phone I could have went to my son's game and actually watched it yeah you know data doesn't lie and it really helps for deep reflection and I'll be with my kids and if we are walking down the street and someone is approaching me looking down on their cell phone I don't move. I purposely let them bump into me. Right. My, my kids will diss and, you know, they'll walk ahead or stay behind and go, we don't know her. <laughs> and that person will really, you're, you're head on, bang into each other. And that person will look at me and they're embarrassed. And I always say to them, was it that important that you couldn't watch where you were going? Wow. And 99% of the time, it's really nothing of importance at all. <laughs> It isn't. And I mean, look where it's gone with driving and where the Ministry of Transportation has had to go with fines and people losing their life. Like, we didn't grow up with cell phones. We yeah. just did it, you know. And, and being in your 50s, I wanted to go back to your comments. Being in your 50s is good. Aging, aging is a gift and it's just a number. I did a great post this morning because I teach yoga only to the elderly and to disabled people because I wanted to honor my roots as a yoga teacher and not just show up on my mat to teach yoga. My yoga teacher, you know, she challenged me and said, what will you bring to your practice? Mm. And I thought I'm going to bring my past education experience and love for injured, disabled and elderly people. And I had a 91 year old. So the average age is 89. My oldest is 101. I love that. And my 91 year old came to my first class and then I go to a different section of the retirement home and she's following me. And I said to her, Felicia, like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to your next class. This is the best part. And I said, why? She said, I'm 91 because I can. And I said, yes, you can. She said, I like it. It makes me feel good. She said, I wish you come every day. My body hurts. I have arthritis. I'm, I'm forgetting things. And I love having that half an hour of just mindfulness and movement. And Ugh. I said, well, we need to take a photo. And I'm, I'm definitely quoting you today because I can. Exactly. You know, I just did a post this morning. Um, so my mother died at the age of 56 of complications related to breast cancer. And I'm three years away from her age now. And I, I was, I often think about like almost every day I think about when she was 53, she didn't realize she only had three years of life left. Like all those things that got put off, all the dreams she didn't chase, all the, you know, the things that she wanted to do that she didn't do. Like if somebody had said, Hey, you have told me I had three years left. Oh my God. Like I'd be doing and literally try to live from that philosophy because every single solitary day is a gift. And for a lot of us women, especially going through perimenopause and menopause and things like that, there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> complaining about our symptoms and, you know, just lamenting on it, how horrible it is, not realizing that, again, it's a gift. Like it is a true gift. I mean, there was a time in our, in our humanity where you, you pretty much died at 50 right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, thankfully, we're not in that place anymore. And we live very long lives. But, you know, time is really short. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can't ignore yourself. And you have to start prioritizing the things that are important to you. Because as women, we are givers, we give to everybody else. And it's usually at this point in our lives where we go, uh Oh, 
hmm, now I need to change direction and start focusing on myself, right? And well, exactly, and, and thank you for sharing about your mom. Um, we have something in common. Um, I lost my dad when he was 54, so I was 21. Mm -hmm. So I will be 53 this year, and I align with you on that, but I don't allow myself, because again, I have this conversation with a lot of women who've lost a loved one. Just because that happened to a loved one in your family, watch your words, mind your yes. thoughts. That yes. doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. No. And yeah, at hospice every week, you're right. That's why they call today present. It's a gift. We don't, tomorrow's yeah. not promised to us. And yeah. there's just so many women that want to do so many things. And I always say, where's the self-worth? Where's the confidence? Like, yes. And, and it usually stems back to something or someone that's happened in their life. Yeah. And they've carried sure. that for decades. Yeah. Life, yes. life is so too true. short. It's just too short. It's, life, it's too short. And the other thing too is I, I find that, you know, we become as women fixated on how we look, right? And so especially as you're aging, it's again, lamenting the gray hairs, the wrinkles, you know, the shifting body parts, and God knows we all go through it, right? Um, but that is so not the sum of who we are. Like it's, it's a natural transition into a different stage of life. And, you know, focusing on those things or what we perceive we're losing is just such a zero sum game, right? Like let's start focusing on all the ways that we are amazing at this time of our lives. Like how we're more authentic than ever, how, you know, <laughs> we're smarter. We have knowledge, experience, and wisdom, right? Like, there's so much more going for us that we can use to do whatever it is that we want to do and focusing on those things that we can control and, and allowing that to become the sum of who we how and how we show up in the world is it's just really, really sad. Right. So, you know, doing the things that are important to us and prioritizing ourselves and our dreams is just so critical, especially at this point in our lives. So oh, it is. And, and I see so many women who are living without joy and I just want your listeners to know there is no destination yes life is about joy in the journey yeah you're gonna have your valleys and learn to come out of the valley as a proactive person not a reactive person if we could just remove emotion from all that we are and all that we do outside of love and relationships mm -hmm. It would just cause a lot of happiness. Yeah, that's so true. So true. So um, how do you recommend somebody begin starting to prioritize self-care? Well, you got 24 hours in a day. Right. <laughs> there is absolutely no reason why you cannot take an hour out of that for yourselves. So is an hour the recommended amount of time or the minimum amount of time? Or how do you... Again, it's very personal. It's, okay. it's, like, it's like handing every woman the same makeup bag and the same perfume. Right. We, we, all, we all don't wear the same coloring. We all don't, you know, get right. drawn to the same scent. It's very personal. You have to do you. What works for you? Right. I take an hour because I get up really early and I'm very busy all day. And I'm with people and it's, it's lots of energy and I'll take little pockets through the day and I don't over schedule myself because 
Yeah. When you're speaking a lot, you need to hydrate. I need to get up out of this chair because they're, you're seeing that new phrase that's being coined by all kinds of companies now and different branding that sitting is the new smoking. I can tell you as a yoga teacher, the average person sits nine hours a day. For sure. There's a lot of tight, a lot of tight hips out there. <laughs> Tons so, of them. You know, go easy on yourself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just getting up and going outside for a 10 minute walk. Yeah. Maybe it's making sure you have water on your desk and you're yeah. drinking one of these every hour. I'm not saying here, here's the magic list and you need to do an hour a day, like uh, any other integration into your life. It's 21 days to put the habit in place. And I, and you know, it's that deconstructive period. It's not fun when you start. The next 21, 22 days is implementation. Again, you're going to fall off the wagon. It's okay. Yeah. Failure is part of being a success in self-care. Yeah. And then the last 20, 25 days is full integration. And that's when it becomes your lifestyle. It becomes a priority in your lifestyle. And every day, it could be something different. So I often get asked, what is my consistency? My consistency for self-care is my morning routine, my mm -hmm. exercise, my meditation, my planning my day, non-negotiable. Right. My hydration, I always, 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 with the exception of when I'm driving or traveling for the day, is I try to drink two and a half to three liters of water a day. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I do that's non-negotiable is I eat well. That doesn't mean, ladies, that if I want a cheeseburger, I'm going to have the cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. If you want to have that bar of chocolate, have it, but enjoy it fully. Yes. Yes. And then don't beat yourself up that you had it. Mm -hmm. So don't implement a self-care, whatever it may be. Maybe you want a piece of chocolate. Maybe you want a glass of wine. Whatever that is for you, enjoy it in the moment and then move on. You know, we don't eat clean 100% of the time. I've even challenged some of my colleagues who talk about this and I'm like, <laughs> okay, in all honesty, let's have some authenticity and transparency. Do I love a cold beer in the summer? 100%. I'm Canadian. <laughs> right? Right. I have a few friends that are sommeliers. I love a great glass of wine. And I love it even more when it's paired with a beautiful meal. Mm -hmm. um, you have to figure out what self-care looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And slowly implement it every day. The hour in the morning is always my non-negotiable. That's, that's it for me. Like it's, it's the way I start the day, non-negotiable. All the other self-care things are threaded into my day. And like today, because it's so beautiful when we're done, I'm going to go for another run because I just feel like it. I've done a lot of coaching today. I've been sitting here and I just listen to my body and it wants to move again. So I'm going to go move. I've got my yoga chair in the background. I'll often, that allows me to go upside down, by the way, and do inversions and All not, right. yeah. and not uh, compress my neck. So I have my yoga mat in my office and I, I, again, it sounds like a cliche. You do you and yeah. you, you find out what your magic equation is. And when you fall off the wagon, it's okay. You don't got to call up a girlfriend and get into failure mode. Have a good laugh at yourself. And yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. 
You know, I, what I just heard you talk about is kind of um, almost compassion for yourself and going easy on yourself because there's a lot of um, messaging that I see out there. And I was guilty of this at one time. That's, you know, the things that are non-negotiable, like got to get my workout in, got to do this, got to do that. But they're not coming from a place of compassion and caring. It's coming from a place of, you know, hustling, grinding, pushing, like almost doing this because you know, there's some external reason. And I, I got caught up in that for sure. Like, you know what I mean? I, I've worked out my entire, almost my entire life. And I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning to do it. But there were days where I was like so tired, my body was sore, but I didn't allow myself the space to say, okay, not today, right? And so I felt, feel like there's this fine line between, you know, self-care and routine and those types of things, right? And where it tips over into hustle and grind and push and push and push, which hundred percent. And yeah. you know what? It's, it's the media it's, mm -hmm. and, and I love where a lot of the fortune 500 companies are going now. Not all the models are skinny. They're real yes. life models. I love, I, I, I love the new model that the Kotex brand, it's a yoga teacher and she's a full figured woman and she is amazing and i love her message and it's not a one size fits all some mm -hmm. days i might do yoga some yeah. days i might do weight some days i might just walk i do myself and what yeah. i want to do i'm not looking to be a bodybuilder you know at 53 years old i'm gonna look like a 53 year old but i'm someone who takes care of myself on the inside yes so important and just so you know my yoga mat is rolled out right here beside my desk because i have just implemented 10 minutes daily of yoga because i love to go to the gym and do all the intense stuff i'm like my body is really craving it so i put it here as a visual reminder that i must get on the mat for 10 minutes every single solitary day and i have to say i'm loving it love that, it and that's you know what that's a great example of what we're talking about and it's a small little goal that's doable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how nice to lay there, whether you're just in Shavasana and you close your <laughs> eyes and you're not even moving, just allow yourself yeah. for 10 minutes. And so, you know what, some days that's literally what it is. I'm just going to lie down here on this mat, but I must put my body on that, on that rubber mat for 10 minutes every day. And like, you know, I've, I've done it already once today, but I think now you've inspired me when I get off this call, because I can feel how tight my hips are from sitting. Um, I'm probably going to go back and do another 10. So, yeah. and it's, and just quiet your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's, uh, it's, you know, a lot of these strategies are so easy, Jennifer, and women will say, why haven't I done this? Yeah. Oh, so it's so true because when you really break it down, I mean, it's pretty simple to sit for 10 minutes in silence or five minutes, or even if it's two minutes, like start at a place. Right. And then two, I mean, I literally had to do that when I first started meditating like five years ago, it'd be literally, I'm going to sit here for two minutes and then two rolled into five, which rolled into 20. And then it's easy now. In fact, I enjoy sitting for 20 minutes. Right. But if I had well, never started with the two, I never would have got to the 20. <laughs> and that, that's a really, really valid point. I've been meditating since 2015 and the best place to start is just that, just start, even yeah. if it's one minute. When your mind starts to wander, just hone into your breath. And I'm, I'm now up to four hours. Wow. Of meditating and, but it's taken me almost four years. Yeah. 
Wow, you do four hours at a stretch? Patience. Once a month, I will do four hours. Wow, nice. Hmm, I've been meaning to try that actually. Hmm, interesting, interesting. But that's, I think that's the point is if you never start, you never get to the place. And it's, I, I say that, you know, to my daughter or whoever when they're struggling with something or the women that I coach is like, what, what is the tiniest, tiniest step that you can take in that direction? Like the thing that seems almost so inconsequential that it's not even worth doing, do that thing, right? Because that, again, it's like a snowball. It just rolls forward a little bit and a little bit at a time and it, it works. Like That's it absolutely right. works. Um, well, this has been amazing. Um, tell us about where we can find you on social media and also um, how to access your self-care conferences, which I think are brilliant. And I'm going to try and make it to one for sure. So uh, Deb Crow, Crow has an E on the end.com. And everything we've talked about is there. The Habit Finder assessments there. You'll see the drop-down list for the Women's Self-Care Conference. So right now, Nova Scotia is there because that's our next one up on May the 4th. And then right around that time, we will launch the second annual one, which is going to be in London, Ontario. Oh, great. There's, there's a photo gallery there. I think there's a, a little video snippet of some video footage from the first annual. And we're always, always adding rich content so that I can keep getting it out to the masses for great strategies for self-care. And like I said, it's, it's becoming a global movement and I'm loving it. And our tagline is self-care is not selfish. Mm, that is amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Um, I hope you guys listening took away a nugget or two that you can apply to your own self-care routines and uh, let's start prioritizing ourselves, ladies. It's, so important for us to be able to put to put ourselves first so that we can give in the way that we want to give um, to our to our families to our relationships to our careers and just about anything else in our lives so thank you for sharing that with us deb i really appreciate it oh you're welcome thanks for having me thanks for listening to old chicks no shit if you like what you heard the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in.